Okay, so whenever you're whenever you're ready. Okay, thank you. Hello, my name is Kate G. I'm a compulsive overeater and sugar addict from Queens, New York, and I'm grateful for so many things. Um, especially grateful for OA because it's literally saved my life. Um, I, I think it's safe to say um, that for me, as an as basically an alcoholic eater, um, food was like my first drug. Um, <clears throat> I used to stuff my feelings, and I used food to um, try to cope. Um, I grew up in a house a household um, where there was. Uh, alcoholism and sugar addiction um, that I think runs through generations in my family. My great-grandmother, I remember, was sneaking us candy, and <laughs> she was so cute. Um, she looked like the quintessential grandma, very plump, with the white hair and steel-rimmed glasses, adorable. Um, <clears throat> and then... Um, I just became very unhappy. I was the only uh, heavy one in my family. My uh, my other my brothers and sisters were all thin as a rail. Um, my brother was a little bit chubby, but he lost weight quickly. Um, and I I you know on through eleven uh, at eleven my mom sent me to a a weight reduction camp. God bless her. She was like moved heaven and earth um, to help, you know, uh, help us with all of our needs, um, with uh, often on a shoestring budget um, because my poor dad um, had developed a drinking problem. Um, and again, my mom, I remember seeing her hiding, like she would have like these, these confections and she'd hide them and... Uh, she had like her secret stash, and I started doing that. You know, was as as I when I had kids. I said, "Oh, I, I realized I was doing the same thing my mom was doing." Um, and um, I finally was able to shed some some weight when I was fifteen. Um, I was a failed bulimic um, in my teen years. Um, I found out about bulimia when I, uh, later on, and I and I said, "Oh yeah, I tried doing that. I didn't even know there was a name for it." Um, and then I also had um, anorexic tendencies because I I went away to school, and I have I have very few memories of actually eating a lot eating uh, at school. I remember. Um, smoking a lot of cigarettes, and not eating. And so at 15, I was so happy that I was actually as thin, if not thinner, than my older sister. Um, in fact, I think I was two sizes, two pant sizes under her, which actually absolutely thrilled me. Um, and because she was always very thin, and I always looked up to her, and I always wanted to be as thin and beautiful as, as she was. Um, but the way I got to that, to 
to be that thin was from restricting. So my disease kind of ran the gamut. So I, I was not interested in healthy food. I wanted to live on junk food. Uh, I be, and my, my weight would go up and down, you know, because at 15, um, at 16, I started, you know, uh, getting, like I felt fat, but it was hormonal because, you know, I was a developing teen. And but I oh but I I felt really fat like all the time. I, so I must have had like what they call body dysmorphic disorder. I remember being at my my friend's house and just feeling fat. She was as thin as a rail, and didn't eat much. She looked like a model. She was like five foot nine and like a hundred and I don't know maybe twenty twenty five pounds. Very lovely lady. She was actually our dorm mother. She was my friend, and I, I wanted to be like her. And I remember being in her kitchen and feeling fat. And I, and I really wasn't when I look back at it now, you know, at those days. Um, and I started to put weight back on when I got pregnant. Um, you know, uh, and then I got nervous about that because I, I was very depressed as well because I was in a very, very lousy, rotten, so-called marriage. It wasn't even a marriage. It was a farce. Um, I had developed very dysfunctional behavior. I was going to, like, I was a caretaker and a rescuer on top of being, uh, like, you know, not well, like with this eating disorder. And, um... So what happened was I, um, what happened, uh, I was, um, you know, living on the Upper West Side and uh, working and pregnant and um, I remember walking up a five-floor walk up pregnant with my, was he two or three, two, I guess, asleep on my shoulder carrying a carriage, groceries, and my, my toddler up five flights of stairs. <laughs> so, I, you know, I certainly, God had, had blessed me with strength. Um, but, um, I, I, and I, when I got pregnant, I said, you know what, I have to be careful now because it's not just myself and I really made a concerted effort to try to eat healthy because I knew uh, when I was pregnant with my son because I knew that it was not just me anymore you know it was, was involving another another human being and um, I was I was uh, careful to eat just to try to eat healthy foods you know and uh, I gave birth to her. They used to my my doctor used to call me Catherine the Great, my obstetrician, because I actually was eating too much. You know, I, I my disease was totally unmanageable, and it made my life unmanageable because I was very unhappy. Um, you know, and uh, I would I would put on weight and I would lose weight, and I remember joining a, a Fen Fen program where uh, you have to sign a waiver that you. Uh, they, uh, if I got heart disease, 
from this Fen Fen. Uh, I wouldn't press charges. And then when they took it off the market, I was, it didn't bother me in the least that I could get a heart disease from this Fenfen, um, which was probably some kind of amphetamine. Um, I was just interested in, in, in shedding the pounds. That's all I was interested in because I wanted to be thin more than anything. And in fact, I was going to resort to taking street drugs to try to get thin. You know, and I had always wanted to get those diet pills that I'd heard so much about that, that um, you know, some girls were able to get. I had always wanted to. Um, and I never, I could never, could never find, could never find a doctor who would, you know, uh, give them to me. So, um, and the way that's good, because I probably would have been, I don't know, God only knows. Um, so, uh where am I now? Um, you saw I was, you know, I, I had children and I was trying to feed them and I wasn't eating much. I would eat off of their plates, you know, I would eat their leftovers because I was on a shoestring budget because I had a, I had a horrible, I wouldn't even call it a marriage. It was just, just, just an exercise in, in insanity, you know. Uh, my husband was not working and... I was basically taking care of him, and um, it was just, it was bad and sad. But I, I was able to get um, housing for, for us in Queens, um, and my, uh, my disease just was morphing, because I would go from, like, eating too many sweets to, like, you know, um, not eating enough, um, and actually, what, when I was uh, when I was a mom, I was very active, so I kind of maintained a, a sort of a reasonable weight. I can recall at one point when I had moved to Queens because I was I would I would go to three different supermarkets in order to find the best buys because uh, we were so we were so poor, and in order to feed my kids, I was always looking through the cell circulars and, and finding the best buys on whatever. And I would often walk. I remember one of my neighbors, uh, another mother, I remember her carrying this 20-pound bag of rice on her shoulder. And I, um, I, 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 I was uh, admiring her and thinking I can relate to what you're what you're going through you know because it was hard um I she was probably a single mom too and um it's a, it's, a, it's a very rough job it's a tough job and my my mom I remember she had told us a story about how the doctor yelled at her because um she she, she was telling us she brought us to the doctor and and they they he looked at her and he said do you feed your kids? And her jaw dropped because we were plump, very well fed. She was very high on nutrition. And uh, she said, of course. And he said, yeah, well, when you feed them, I want you to sit down and eat with them because she was not eating. My mother basically, I can recall her basically living on tea and cigarettes. I hardly ever saw her eating. So I think she had some anorexia herself. Um, she just didn't, and she was very active. Um, 
So I think I inherited some of that, but but probably not enough. But but the 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 the, the addictions to, to like the I remember eating these certain um, carbohydrates, and I would like you know just really overindulge. And I I think you know they say that there's this this alcoholic gene um, can can run in families, and it's it's. it's you know, we're we're overeaters anonymous for a reason because, like I said, I'm I'm basically an alcoholic eater, and the way I re, I re, if you read in the big book, the doctor's opinion, um, it talks about the uh, abnormal reaction to alcohol, and that's what I had with food. I mean. When I first came into the program, I said, "You know what? I don't. I would listen to what other people were doing with their food plans. When I would make phone calls, and and I remember becoming frightened and thinking, I don't know if I can do this because some people were just so strict. But I had to be that way in, in, initially because I knew that if I went near certain, and it's still that way today, if I go near certain foods." Particularly if I'm in a, you know, in in a certain mood, um, I I I can't I I I can't stop. So I had a, a friend in the program who told me that her therapist she had binge eating disorder, and her therapist told her to try to manage by eating a little bit of uh, you know certain certain foods that were on my red light list. You know, I had a sponsor who told me, write down red light, green light, and yellow light foods that are foods you can't go near, uh, foods that are okay, and then foods you have to be careful with. And then at one point, I said, you know what? I can only do red or yellow. I mean, uh, red or green. I can't do it. I had to be that strict with myself. I had to for me. That was me because... It would, when I read the doctor's opinion, I said, I can totally identify with this. I totally have an abnormal reaction to, to certain foods, you know. And I found that if I would fall off the wagon and, and take something, uh, especially early on, that like hours later, or not even so early on in the program, I would be climbing the walls with another craving. Um, when they were uh, mining sugarcane um, and they made such a, uh, or harvesting, they made such a, a um, it became such an industry because Europe, it was described in the books, Europe had found its new drug um, and they were making hands over, uh, fists upon fists of, of money because of sugar. Um, it's, uh, it's addictive. And so, Cutting out white flour and white sugar and basically processed foods um, was for me like the, the the initial step that I was taking because I knew that when step one said we admitted we were powerless over food, I was like, oh, of course, I I could totally identify. I didn't ha- I didn't have to argue with that one. I was like, that's totally obvious to me. There's no way I can deny that I am powerless over food. If you put a certain food in front of me and I, I wasn't handcuffed, <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. So I had, I keep it out of my house. I don't bring it into my house. 
you know, not even today because um, I can't safely, safely uh, manage this disease. And the big book is, uh, I, I mentioned the big book a lot because my sponsor used, a lot of my sponsors used uh, the big book because AA is the mother program and that's what we base this, um, this program on, uh, the obsessive compulsion to, um, to eat because of uh, these, these ingredients in foods that set off these compulsions. And, and I was telling a, a friend, I said, you know, I read the ingredients on some of these labels and there's like these, you know, these so-called $12 words that, that it would take a PhD to just to even pronounce, uh, never mind figure out what it is. And I thought, you know what? I bet you back in the day they used to put cocaine in Coca-Cola because it was addictive. I said, I bet, I bet these, 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 these additives that you can't even pronounce are addictive. Um, it's good for business, you know. And uh, but anyway, I won't go there because it's controversial. But so I try to stay away from processed food. They call it clean eating too. My sister, my sister does uh, is, is a clean eater. Um, uh, but she looked at me and she said, because I had, you know, released a lot of a lot of uh, pounds uh, in a way. In the first year, I, thanks to my higher power, I had I had released 91 pounds, and I've been able to keep it off um, by the grace of my higher power. Um, I felt that there were times that I was climbing the walls, and but I I utilized certain tools that help me through the rough spots um, and uh, because it was really hard I was uh, but you know what when I pray and and I remember one night after I had relapsed, reminder five minutes. thank you thank you a friend of mine said pray before during and after you you go near a food and I had a yellow light food and I was I couldn't stop because I was in a mood and I just kept praying God help me put this down and miraculously I was able to do it so God will really do for you and for us what we cannot do for ourselves um, keep coming back it's a program that works get a sponsor do the steps it'll save your life and I'm able to live again and with some joy and, and feel pretty for the first time ever. Thank you so much. Did you want to leave contact info and uh, leave us with the topic for tonight's meeting? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, again, my name is Kate G from Queens, New York, um, Eastern Time, and my number is 347-309-9025. Call or text anytime. And um, the topic, um, maybe step three, turning my will and my life over to God as I understood. As I as I understood God, step three.